Episode number 810, Strengths and Weaknesses of a Network. You're listening to the official BNI Podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? I am in Charlotte at the global headquarters for BNI. Uh, this week, and and um, I've got some meetings. I'm, I'm meeting a number of staff and doing a an, a small event in Charlotte. So, oh, that sounds uh, great. It's, it's always fun to go um, back to headquarters. Uh huh. Great. Okay. So, strengths and weaknesses of a network, and mm-hmm. uh, I've talked about this a lot in presentations, particularly during Q and A. But I've never done a podcast on this. I don't think. And I started BNI because. Um, many of the networking groups that I attended early in my career were more like social groups than uh, true business groups or or real uh, networking groups. One of the strengths of a good networking group is that most of the members are friends. Mm -hmm. One of the weaknesses of a networking group is that most of the members are friends. (laughs) It is potentially both a strength and a weakness. And it's a weakness because uh, you have to have accountability. Accountability is crucial in running a good network because friends don't like to hold friends accountable. Mm-hmm. And I've found um, that people who truly understand effective networking recognize the need to have a system and structure in order to get results. And one of the things I didn't like about many of the networks that I went to uh, when I was a young man was that they were really coffee clatches. They were social groups and they didn't have much structure and they didn't really have any rules. And that's why I created BNI to to be a structured, reliable, repeatable process. Um, It can be dangerously easy for a networking group, including some BNI chapters that kind of throw the process out out the window. Uh, It can be easy for networking groups that meet regularly to become a talk session over breakfast with little or no networking actually taking place. And uh, that's what happens when networking groups lose sight of their purpose, their focus, the system, the structure. Um, Or in some cases, some groups have never had it. And um, and hopefully not a BNI group, but, um, you know, some networking groups. Uh, Often people begin in, in some networking groups to kind of make their own agenda. They lose focus on um, actual networking. And when you lose focus, the meetings become very so- social. Uh, networking should, I think, be, in a, in a business context, they should be about business. Now, of course, there's a social aspect, but it's mainly, um, you know, it's a business purpose. And you want to develop friendships. Friendships help build the business. But if if the focus is um, really all about friendships, 
then the business kind of um, gets waylaid. People like water tend to take the path of least resistance. And without the proper framework in which to operate, the agenda might become, uh, you know, the current topic of the day or, you know, the news or, you know, whatever the person who's running the meeting is thinking about, you know, the, the, the networking meeting becomes about that. It's a personal perspective. And so inconsistency like that over time is a problem for any networking group. Again, it's the reason I created BNI was to have a system and a process that was repeatable and focused on doing the right things to get referrals. So even if the group has a strong leader, that person's life will change at some point, or maybe they'll simply get burned out. And the problem starts if there's nobody else to teach and help reinforce the existing program. Uh, you know, the, the rules, particularly in a group like BNI, are important, but they need to be applied more like Mandela than Attila. And I've, I've <laughs> talked about that, I know. In the past, you gotta, it's got to be tough love. In other words, apply them in a way that shows that you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And when they know that you care, then um, you can apply the rules in an effective way. Uh, another reason for the structure and the process and the training that we do is the leaky bucket process, which I've talked about in podcasts. You know, you begin, you begin with a full bucket of information. And when that information is taught to someone else, some of it leaks out of the bucket. And when the, those people teach uh, other people, more information leaks out. And uh, at some point it, it gets watered down so much, or, you know, the, the, the bucket gets emptied so much that, you, you know, you lose focus on what the purpose of the meeting is. And so that's one of the reasons why the training that we do is so important. Uh, by the time that you're at the third or fourth generation of people passing along information, you have half a bucket of, of information remaining and people start putting in their own content. I learned this in the first year of BNI, by the way, where we didn't have manuals and we didn't do training. I was having the outgoing leadership teams train the incoming leadership teams. And, you know, I, I went to a BNI meeting once and I'm telling you, I would not have known I was at a BNI meeting, oh. except they kept calling me the founder and they were wearing badges that said BNI. <laughs> Other than that, it didn't look like a BNI meeting, and it was at that point that I realized, I, you know, I got to have manuals and and that we have to have consist consistency in training, and so um, that became very very important. So I, I learned early on that the best solution was to write everything down, develop and train train the trainer material so that there was consistency in the system. Now we have online training, which is which really gives a lot of consistency to the to the program. I think it's um, a beautiful thing when people in a networking group become close, close friends. The key is to make sure it doesn't detract from the group's goal of building each other's business through networking and through referrals. It, it's, all impo it, it's important for all networking groups to ensure that there's a strong sense of purpose and a solid structure. Uh, and for each member to be committed to carrying out the systems for networking, which are in place, we certainly have that in BNI. And this helps to ensure that members agree to be accountable with their business networking friends. So I would love, and if you've got some comments or questions, I'd love to hear that, Priscilla. And if you're listening to this, I'd love to hear um, or have you give feedback here on the podcast about how your BNI group maintains its focus and commitment to the process and to the system. What what does your chapter do? What do your chapter leaders do to engage and inspire people? to participate in the process in a positive way, to be friends, but to also hold uh, accountability with those friends.
friendships. Leave a comment below. Priscilla, any thoughts? Uh, just that I think BNI does a really uh, good job of training, and it's nice to have um, all of all of the um, materials that you've you've developed uh, at, to be able to use them when you're trying to hold somebody accountable. You go back to the manual and you say, "Well, it says it right here. You know, this is how we're supposed to be doing it," and uh, it's very helpful. It is. It is. And may I suggest that when when if you're listening to this podcast. What Priscilla just said is right on the mark. And it's important to explain why, because people don't care about how until they understand why. Uh-huh. So when you're you know, showing somebody that it needs to be done a certain way, it's very important that you talk about the why. Yeah. Why do you want to do this? I had a BNI director in my house just a couple of weeks ago who was you know, talking about the fact that they added something to the agenda, which a number of chapters have done. And I, I, I've gotten on a soapbox before um, where the second time around, um, you know, first time you do your weekly presentation and the second time around you give referrals or testimonials. Well, they also say what CEUs they did and, you know, uh, what one-to-ones they did and they didn't want to drop that. And this is a director telling me this. And, and I remember, and, and I, I said to them, Look, the second time around is about talking about someone else. Mm-hmm. The reason that I set it up the way I did was the first time is to talk about you. The second time is to edify someone else. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing by um, talking about yourself is the meeting becomes all about you, where it really, a piece of the meeting needs to be about someone else. You need to give a referral to someone else, or you need to... Uh, thank someone for the business they've, they've done. It's not all about you. And that's the why in the second part of the meeting where you give a referral or you give a testimonial. Uh, talking about yourself is just patting yourself on the back. And, um, it, it, and so it's really important to talk about the why whenever possible. So if you don't know the why, talk to your BNI director mm-hmm. and get the why. Because uh, we can tell you why the agenda was set up the way it was. That makes sense? Yeah, definitely. Well, that's all I have for today, unless you've got something else, Priscilla. Uh, just that it is hard to hold friends accountable. That is so true. Yeah. And, um, you know, and make uh, excuses for them and, and, make, and, and bend the rules to, to make it work for them, for them if they need that. And it's hard not to do that. It is. And, and again, so here's an example of how you do it more like Mandela than Attila. You had a person <laughs> in, uh, a chapter who was always late and he, he was incredibly well respected. And I, I may have told this story in a, an earlier podcast. I don't know, but he was always late. And I don't mean, you know, late for the open networking. He, he would show up like five or 10 minutes after the meeting started. Mm-hmm. And he was a well-respected business person. And I knew that if I, you know, if I sat down and spanked him and said, you can't, you got to stop, you know, coming in late. It was just, he was just going to get defensive. Yeah. And he was a friend. And, um, and so what I did with him was, uh, I, you know, I, I asked to meet with him and he, he knew what the topic was going to be. And I started off by saying to him, I don't know if you know how well-respected you are in the chapter, which kind of took him by surprise because he didn't think that's what I was going to open with. And he's, he was like, what? And I said, well, I, I mean, you're, you're very successful. He's an attorney. You're a very successful attorney in the community. And people in this chapter really, really look up to you. 
and they recognize your success and they're really glad you're part of the group. And he said, well, thank you. I said, my pleasure. And when you come in after the meeting starts, I don't know if you've noticed, but other people are starting to come in late. And you are such a strong role model in the chapter that um, it would really help the chapter if you could set a different role model than coming in after the meeting starts. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I get it. I will. And he did. Uh-huh. And, and people showing up late ended because he was such a strong role model. Yeah. Apply the rules more like Mandela than Attila. Right. That's it for today, Priscilla. Okay, that's such a great podcast. Thank you, Ivan. I think that's it for this week. This podcast is sponsored by MeisnerAudioprograms.com. These audio programs will provide you with the tools and the inspiration to powerfully enhance your B&I experience. So check out the great material that's available to you at MeisnerAudioprograms.com. And then use the promo code IVAN50 for 50% off of everything. All of the proceeds go to the BNI Foundation. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. <laughs>